Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve Metz. B-Tech Smith and Steve Metz, you are now entering the Megacars, the Megacars. Megacast! Yay, yay! I'm here with my great friend, The Ted Smith! What up, Steve? Doing good. Yeah, man. I'm excited about tonight's Megacast. Yeah, you know, the Wednesday ones, man. Uh, Wednesday ones just start out loose and get loose. You know, yeah. you're, having, you're having the yum bowls. We're all hopped up on the avocado and vegetarian Cr- stuff. Crushing those, uh, what are they, uh, ginger beers? Ginger beers, man. Two yeah. ginger beers working on a soda water here with lemon lime. Pure. Woo. This is a pure podcast. Yes. Yeah, st- same kind of stupidness, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We already kind of already let the cat out of the bag with uh, one of our coworkers who walked in, and she's like, hey, so what are you guys going to talk about tonight on the on the Megacast? Yeah. And I said this off mic, but I'll say it again. Our coworker, Taryn. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, great person, nice person. Taryn likes a lot of things, but two things she loves is talking and karaoke. Right. And she goes, hey, what are you guys talking about? And I have a little piece of paper, so I didn't even think, because I'm stupid, and I just look at the paper Here, and I'll read play it. her. Okay. Oh, yeah, great. What are you guys talking about? Oh, we're going we're gonna to talk about karaoke, women who talk, and being scared about technology. And she goes, oh, great. What about karaoke? And I go, Taryn, you're not going to want to hear our views, our views on karaoke. <laughs> I'm glad she said, great. What are you guys talking about with women who talk? Oh, man. Oh. Gonna, I hope we don't upset our female Megacast family. No. No. It's, I think it's they'll all understand. Right. They'll, they'll get a peek inside the brain of us. Yeah. And I'm not taking a shot at Taryn. I talk my ass off, too. Right. I'm just, just funny. Like, she's a chatty person, <laughs> loves karaoke. And out of context, it sounds a lot more harsh than what it's going to sound like when we do talk about it. Yeah. And she ended up agreeing with us. Where there's certain people at karaoke you just don't care to run into. And we'll get to that in just a, a little bit. But uh, hey, thanks to everybody who follows us on Twitter at the Megacast. Uh, I'd like to give a big shout out to. Uh, a, a well, you know what? I'll just start off with uh, Brandon. He uh, tweeted us a All suggestion right. for a push-up song. Oh, nice. He called it a tasty jam. A tasty jam? Yes. Man, that kind of interests me. Can you give me one more hint, Steve? Um, It's a new song. A new tasty By a rapper. I'm trying to think of uh, this rapper. Uh, he, he rapped on a remixed version of an Imagine Dragons song. Big Sean? No. It uh, rhymes with Schmenschmick. Shamar? <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. You got it, man. Oh, man. I guess this is his new single. <laughs> that is the second time Steve has done that to me today. I said something earlier. We'll just say this person's name is Bill. And I was like, you'll never guess who I talked to today. And he goes, let me guess. This is a rhyme with Schmantle. Yeah, right. That was before the crazy vegetarian meal. And before that ginger beer. Yeah. Or that rhymes with Schminschmer Schmier. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to get 10. Well, the reason why we'd get 10... When you say rhymes with, does it have to be a real word? I don't know, man. I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to be doing this all weekend now. <laughs> it's a poor rhyme. You're right. I should at least find like rhymes with pill or rhymes with... Uh, Schmill. Yeah. You go with random made-up words that always start with sh. Yeah, that is kind of Rhymes funny. with schmace. <laughs> oh, man, mace is on this track. 
Harlem, Harlem World? Kendrick Lamar. All right, Kendrick right. Lamar, sorry. We're getting 10 because, well, clearly we need the last part, but the first part would be to get your heart racing, your blood pumping, and your brain functioning. This song is called King Kunta by Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> you feel all right saying that, Steve? Not really. Yeah. But that's the song's name. King Kunta. King, yeah. So I'm showing you the tweet, like as if that's going to make any difference. But yeah, that's the name of the first single off of the new Kendrick Lamar record. You know, they're remaking uh, Roots. Do you think they're using this song? No. Okay. I just, somebody somebody said to me today, they go, oh, one of the original guys is involved in the remake of Roots. And I just kind of went, yeah, but it, it's a real serious movie. Like, I just don't see the reason to remake that. You know, It's not like it's a blockbuster hit, feel-good film of the summer. It's a good point, man. If it's not a fun film, why are we... Yeah, it's a serious, like, very serious film. A heavy film. Yeah. Oh, let's go ahead and remake that. Hey, hon, what do you want to do tonight? Well, I hear that new Roots remake is out. You want to go check it out? Yeah, I heard about it on Twitter. Yeah. No, you're right. That is kind of odd that they're remaking that film. But obviously one of the famous scenes, that's why I thought when you said Kunta, that's I was like, oh, man. Right. right. I, dude, I, I'll be honest. When I saw the song, I'm like, I don't know if we should go with it. I'm like, well, it's, it's his single. So, I think the safe thing is make sure you call it by the correct name. I did it right, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, man. No, I screwed something up. I didn't do any rhymes with. <laughs> <laughs> let's just do the push up 10 and move let's on. Go, yeah. Let's, so we're going to get in trouble soon. It's a good thing no one that's in management listens. <laughs> All right. I'm not worried about management. Run the game, got the whole world talking. King culture. Everybody want to cut the legs off. King culture. Black man taking notes. All right. All right. Let's get 10. Where you and I was walking. Now run the game, get the whole world talking. King everybody wanna cut the legs off. Alright. They want the funk, Ted. I can this is awesome. Yeah. I'm ready for the funk. That is a tasty jam. Tech I agree. Starring BTX Mid. I like the part where he's like, if you, <laughs> you're going to have to take that funk. <laughs> I actually just uh, RSVP'd for a wedding, and it's kind of funny on the invitation. It said, I will dance if you play. So, like, you're supposed to write a song name? Oh, wow. You know what I wrote? Something funky. <laughs> Very proud of myself for that joke. <laughs> yep. Of course you. I like that idea on a, on a, on the RSVP. That's just, that's what, I've never heard of that before. Neither did I. Damn it. That was funny to me at the time. Now I'm thinking I should have put down some song names. <laughs> Too late. I already mailed it in. Anyhow, TED Talks. <laughs> Thanks, dude. TED Talks. Starring BTX Mid. Grace hasn't even hit on me yet today. No, but you know it's coming. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Grace, you want the funk? You want the funk. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> Oh, man, this podcast has fallen apart the last two weeks. Yeah. <laughs>
She's gonna get the funk. <laughs> she wants the funk. Man. Oh man, she loves the funk. <laughs> Especially with a grapefruit. They ever remake the Thundercat? Some genius sound editor needs to work that into like a fight scene. I'm just thinking about my brother, who's a principal, walking his dog, and that sounds going off because he's listening. <laughs> looking around, he thinks a cougar's after him. Oh man! All right. Well, speaking of people on walks, uh, the TED Talk this week is about uh, something bad I saw yesterday. Uh, a guy walked by me. Uh, this was on the city street, and he was counting his money as he walked by. So I was like, eh, that's kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. And then I watched him walk. Uh, I was waiting across the street, and as he kept walking, he just pulls out a receipt and just throws it on the ground. Right? Littering. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> I'm in serious mode now, Steve. I got to talk the here. Pause. Yeah. Littering. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> So I started thinking about it. Man, it just got in my crawl, right? I hate littering. Now, granted, you could go look at my place and be like, you're a bit of a pack rack, a pat rat or whatever. Right, but eventually you'll end up in the garbage. Right. I just think it's so lazy to throw stuff on the street or, or wherever and expect somebody else to pick it up for you. So I guess my point today in the TED Talk was like, it's easy to say that like uh, you care about each other and stuff. But just start with little things like that, man. If you actually care about your fellow man and, and what's going on in the world and you know, oceans not rising and drowning us all. Like, it mm-hmm. starts with simple stuff like that. Like, hey, pick up your trash and throw it in the trash. Make sure it's trash. Throw the recycling in the recycling. But don't litter, man. Come on, it's 2015. We should be above this. And one step would be eliminated if you just never threw it on the ground because you like, pick up your trash. Dude, if your trash is still in your hand, then all you have to do is just throw away the trash. Yeah, yeah. I did it today. I was chewing a piece of gum. Mm-hmm. You know what I did? I put the wrapper in my back pocket, and when I got here, I threw it out. Yeah. I'm not a great American, just a man not littering. You are a real American. (laughs) Yeah. You know what freedom's about? (laughs) Cleaning up after yourself. Have a little (laughs) self-control. Pick up your dog's poop, too, please. At least in my development. Man, there's just landmines everywhere. And if you're not paying attention, Lulu likes to just dive head first into that crap, literally. And and, and then kind of like do like a snow angel in it. You want to see it my... uh, you want to see Sid lose her mind, Ted? Have, Poopy dog. Oh, yeah. We were walking around Bradley Park in uh, Puyallup, and uh, we're just walking, and Sid wasn't paying attention to what Lulu was doing, and she just did one of these things where there's a big pile of poop, and she just, like, Timber just falls on it, <laughs> and then goes on her belly and showing her belly, and she's smiling, and she's, like, just, like, rubbing her back in it. Ah. So now it's like, I don't know what the hell to do. I'm like, oh, let's get to the car. We got to get her home, get her in the bath. So Sid has to hold her, and the whole ride home, Sid's like, bah, bah, and I'm like laughing my ass off. Do you off. have a plastic bag to put over? Over the dog? Yeah. Oh. She's just holding well, she's using my dog? She's using my hoodie. Oh, your hoodie. All yeah. right. At least there's something. Right. I don't know if I want to put my dog in a plastic bag, man. <laughs> well, it's, it's a poop-covered dog, though, Steve. <laughs> it's different than your normal dog. Right. Just poke a hole for the nose, and you're fine. Well, I was thinking like a sandwich. Well, look, you got the poop bags. She's not that little. <laughs> All right. The big sandwich bag. All right. That, you know, like the Thanksgiving one. one. Yeah. It's got all the leftover turkey and whatnot. Right. <laughs> the kind that you can like use the vacuum to freeze dry it or whatever it is. Vacuum seal it. Yeah. For some of you out there, you're thinking, yeah, what a pound of weed comes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those size ones, man. Say you put your little poopy dog in that. Be on your way. Happy wife, happy life.
You're right, though, man. <laughs> Littering is bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, you'd have that plastic bag to put on your poopy dog if you hadn't right. been littering with it. <laughs> I never understand people who just see it on the road all the time, man. I'm living it. You know, because I'm just throwing a lot. stuff out their window. From, I mean, cigarettes, I think, is one of the worst for so many reasons. Yeah. And, but then just like, you're telling me, like, look, I'm not saying I'm a, a, a very cleanly person or a clean person, but like, I try and keep myself together. But I'm willing to like deal with like, maybe like, you know, some uh, chicken tenders that I didn't feel like finishing eating, roll it up in a bag and put it under my seat until the next time I'm near a garbage can. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, I don't need to throw it out the car. Just seems well, I just, yeah, I'm, I've known people like that and their cars were always spotless, but they littered constantly. And it's like, yeah. dude, you're not, I, I, I just don't get it. No, it, it's, yeah, man. I'm with you. I like that TED talk. Yeah, man. Getting socially conscious. Yeah, yeah, and it's the truth, man. Look, I love dogs, too, and I don't I don't say anything bad. You know, you live in a downtown apartment, you still want to get a dog, get a dog, but you can't leave poop on the sidewalk. No, it's not that hard to carry a bag with you. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even owned a dog out here, but I dated a girl that had a dog. I picked up his crap, mm-hmm. and he knew he was the boss. That is the moment when you realize, yeah, this dog, we call it our pet, and we're the master. We're not the real master. No. No, Lulu no. is. Sunday, I was randomly up for no good reason real early. Two good things happened. Called my mom real early for uh, Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And then also, I got to see my old dog people. There's like a whole subsection of people that get up early to walk the dogs. Uh-huh. But when you don't have a dog, you don't see these people. <laughs> it was like, Nick, what's up, man? Like, what's going on? Where you been, Ted? Like, well, I'm single. <laughs> got no dog, man. Got no dog. I got no reason to be up. <laughs> no dog in the race. Yeah. And I'm sober, so I haven't been out drinking, so I'm up for no goddamn reason on a Sunday. I'm going to get a donut. I'll see you later, Nick. Speaking of dogs, man, how about this? First time ever it's ever happened on our, and we've had some interesting things happen on our, our on the BJJ Morning Experience from time to time. Like, uh, I mean, just recently we had that Brett Morgan guy from Montage of Heck, yeah. who's just smoking, he's just vaping the whole time we did the interview. In the studio? In the studio. Didn't bother to ask, just did it. Owned it and did it, and who are we to say, no, sir, get out. Nor did I care. I mean, it wasn't like he was blowing into my face. That would have been kind of a an interesting interview if he did that. I've I've seen people hit the uh, nicotine vapes in the studio. You can't smell. I mean, it dis- no. it dissipates so quick. So that was I thought. Okay, that that's a first. I haven't seen that before. Now, last week we had John Lovitz on our show, former SNL. Oh sure, yeah, I was pretty pumped to meet him. I'm a big SNL fan. The critic. Think. Yeah. Right. Okay. I yeah, I think he's funny about. as hell. I, he catches a lot of heat because I think people just like to bust on him, but he's a pretty funny guy. It's almost like they try to throw him in the David Spade character, like, like a uh, whipping boy position. Yeah. Like an older version of David Spade. For all I know, they're probably the same age, but David always looked younger. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's a brilliant mind, man. I think he's a funny dude. He comes in and he's got his dog with him. Really? He brought Jerry, who's, a, I think, part lab, part chihuahua. How big was it? That's a small. I wonder if I have a picture on my phone. I, it was awesome. He had this insane underbite too. It was awesome, dude. Was Jerry, it covered in poop? No, he didn't cover it in poop. He's not Lulu. <laughs> Swimming poop. Not all dogs are rolling around no. in poop. That's just Lulu, man. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's crazy. John yeah. Lovett just sitting there with a dog. Yeah, and and I felt weird though because when he came in. I was more excited to meet Jerry than I was to meet John Lovitz. 
I think the lesson learned here, folks, is that if you get interviewed on the PJ Shea Horn experience with, uh, with Steve sitting there, bring your dog and your vape pen. Yeah. Go crazy. <laughs> there are no rules when you come into my house. Do what you want. Actually, it's funny. I work on the men's room, which is a, uh, obviously, we're pretty famous for our drinking. No. But the most effed up I've ever been on the show, on a show, was that years ago, that app said show with you guys in the morning. You know, we should find that audio. Maybe No, next- we shouldn't. Yeah. It's on YouTube somewhere. The, the Glenn Moore shower interview is out there. Somebody just typed in probably KISW Absinthe Glenn Morshower. He was an actor on 24. You'll hear. I asked him something stupid, too, about like pork or beef. Or- yeah, you, I think you asked him about like his favorite barbecue dish or what does he barbecue? Yeah. Oh, it was, a, it was a zoo. It was myself, we were, you, Double R at the time, Chad and Eaton. Chad Eaton. All four of us were just bombed on Absinthe, blacked out. Yeah. Asking the dumbest questions to a. You know, I think I asked BJ if he was in the. Uh, he was Illuminati or no? Not Illuminati. What's the uh, what's kind of the, the the Masons? The Masons. Yes. <laughs> that day was. If there was a reality show or a, a film crew following us, that would have been the day. It would have been like Project X, like movie. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, when we come back, <laughs> great segment. Yeah. Yeah. We just. I don't even know what the hell we talked about. Dogs and littering. <laughs> Buttheads littering. Yeah. Well, uh, when we come back, we're gonna hopefully hit on these three. Subjects that we are ready to talk about karaoke, women who talk, <laughs> and being scared about technology when the Megacast returns. All around the world, pretty girls. Wipe the floor with all the boys. Pour the drinks, bring the noise. They are not two pretty ghosts, but they will be back. The mega cast will return. the grand opening of Tom Brady's House of Balls. Now anyone can touch, squeeze, and take home Tom Brady's balls. Foot, balls, basket, balls, soccer. Balls. If there's one thing Tom Brady has, it's um, balls. And right now Tom Brady's balls are on sale. Prices have been deflated. Two balls for one price, always. Balls so cheap, it's nuts. At the Tom Brady House of Balls filling station, fill your balls to whatever pressure makes you happy. Or have one of our Tom Brady House of Balls experts fill or empty your balls quickly and discreetly. Save a little more with what Tom Brady calls and buy previously played with balls. Take it from Tom Brady's wife Giselle. Tom's balls are perfect. Grace under pressure, that's Tom Brady. Grace under air pressure, that's Tom Brady's House of Balls. Do you know what will look good on me? The Tech Smith, of course. Hubba hubba. Tickle me with that bit. The mega cast is back. Baby, something about that southern sky. Sitting back behind that. It goes perfect with your eyes. Girl, tonight looks good on you. Something about the way you're smiling. Making them stars fall right on. Grace thinks Ted looks good on her. Yeah. Wants me to tickle her with a beard, huh? Yeah, I didn't know that robots could be tickled. 
Steve, there's a lot of things bearded men can do that you don't know about. Clearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Including tickling robots. <laughs> you do with that what you will, folks. When are you guys just going to get it over with? You and Grace. Dude, sexual trust energy. me. I know, man. I know. <laughs> me and that robot are going to get it on. Before we get to those three, I, I did want to read a couple because we mentioned uh, Angel, the, the grapefruit technique mm-hmm. uh, uh, from last week's episode. If you missed last week's episode, which seems weird, because if you're listening, I would hope that you're just listening to them in order. Uh, but if you missed last week's episode, you're going to have to go back in the second break. We break it down. It's the reason why we have this uh, drop now. Well, Also, it should be noted, I said to Steve today, I go, hey man, I watched the video. She's much more attractive than you gave her credit for. Which... I felt that I wasn't... I guess I have a different perception of what uh, Shirley looked like from... I'm not that I'm saying I thought Shirley was hot, but I think I might have envisioned her not as large as it seems like I... By comparison, you're like, she's not as big as Shirley. Yeah. Also, anytime you hear that sound, like the pounds magically melt off. It's getting hotter. I love her. Well, apparently... <laughs> That's how it happened, Steve. Brandon, uh, he said, what the hell? I laughed so hard from that audio, I couldn't move for like 30 seconds after each play. I cringe too. Hashtag, chug it down. <laughs> she wants the funk. Uh, Grant, he tweeted us at the Megacast, listening to cheetah attack sounds at work has never been more awkward. Hashtag, grapefruited. Mm. And I, our, I'm hoping somebody's playing this to the speakers at their work. Oh, that would be so awesome. Just put it on the loudspeaker at, like, the Hagen's. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up in aisle four. <laughs> Citrus on sale. And uh, props to our homie uh, Munson. He uh, oh, tweeted nice. us uh, at Munson says. He says, it's going to be a good night. And then he posted this picture. And it's just a... Just a, at, he's at the grocery store, and it's just the whole grapefruit section. We retweeted it so you could check it out, but that's a great picture. I I have looked at grapefruits a lot different for just a buck ninety nine. Fun all night. Yeah, I mean, she said it. She's gonna say like after it all is said and done, you're gonna think, why haven't I thought about having sex with a grapefruit sooner? Mm-hmm. So uh, this segment of the Megacast, Ted, is uh, going to be about... Smooth transition, Steve. I, I didn't, there is none. No. Speaking of slurping... I was thinking in my mind what other citrus fruits I could have sex with. Uh, Navel well, oranges are pretty big. Right. Well, what else would be... Maybe if you like heat it up like a, uh, like a squash. What is a squash? You know, like those big yellow things? <laughs> yeah, man. Maybe if you like, heated it up. I mean, they, are, they get kind of squishy. I got, I got nothing, man. I don't know any citrusy fruits. I know squash isn't a citrus no, fruit. No, it's not. And I, had, I already had to add the step of heating it up in the oven. Right, so yeah, throw it on 225 for about 45 minutes. Make sure, make sure you're all good and ready to go and just have at it. As soon as you said, well, you could heat up, I was like, where is he going with this one? <laughs> but just a squash, not zucchini, you freaks. No. <laughs> Cantaloupe? <laughs> yeah. Maybe a pineapple. Ooh. Cut off the ends. Take out the core. I mean, it, it does have a nice, like, grip. You could... Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> it's getting weird. Yeah, man. All right, so, um, <laughs> talking about slurping, uh... <laughs> 
while we were eating dinner, we came up with three things that just kind of went on, that we just kind of went on tangents about. I'm like, oh, we should just talk about it on the megacast. Just give you guys a peek inside of our minds while we're at dinner. These are the conversations that the Ted Smith and I have. Uh, first one on the list is karaoke, and it's uh, not about how much we love karaoke. It's in fact quite the opposite. Yeah, I didn't. I, you know what? I've I've gone on the karaoke ramp before, but I am not the biggest fan of the karaoke bar. Right. And we are kind of agreeing. Like, I hate person that's like either guy or girl, usually middle aged, and they're like they go there all the time. They can really sing good, but they sing that slow song that just brings everybody down. They got that one song. And uh, we had a great example of it when we went and saw the WWE at the Key Arena. Afterwards, you know, we're ready to rock. We're ready to party. We just watched some wrestling. We're We're drinking Jaeger bombs after all. that's true. And Fireball, I think, at some point. Yeah. So we're like, let's just go to the closest bar and let's just do some shots and hang out. So we end up at... Hula Hula. Hula Hula, right there on Queen Anne. Which is all karaoke every day. I did not know that. I used to live in that, like, on that same, like, piece of property at the other end, at the Pittsburgh Apartments for many years. But it was called, I think, Watertown. All right. I don't know why I needed to share that, but I did. <laughs> it's like, for many years. For many years. <laughs> Five, to be exact. <laughs> um, like, ha-ha. That's right, man. I lived on the same piece of property as the Hula Hula for five, five years, years, dude. What do you got on that, Ted? Is that no? It's it's sinking in right now. What a massive achievement this has been in your life, Steve. And I feel a little overwhelmed that I have nothing like that. Yeah, get back to me when you do. All right, all right. You're probably gonna need at least five years, though. Yeah, well, give me some time. You man. gotta find the thing, <laughs> and then you gotta live it for five years. We walk in and we're ready to go karaoke time. The first song that comes on, U2's One. And I just looked at Ted, and we didn't even, no words need to be spoken. We no. both gave each other a look like, this is not going to be a long visit. There's no way we're going to make it to the end of this song. It's like a five or a six minute song, and it's depressing as hell. Yeah. Plus, we're, we're, we're having a real good time. We're rocking and rolling. We're like, walking we, around with a championship belt from the WWE. Right. And yeah. we have on like the light up things around our necks. Yep. Uh, the one girl with us is just wearing a see-through shirt with pasties. Right. So I mean, we walk in, every eyeball is on the four of us to begin with. And our other buddy who's yeah, the, with the, the boyfriend yeah. is wearing wrestling like, like trunks. Like, like, right, like tights. Like, like for old school fans, like what ravishing, ravishing Rick Rude would wear, like airbrushed tights. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so everybody looks at us. I order four Jaeger bombs. That song comes on. Steve gives me the look. It's like, right, uh, close that tent. The guy literally goes, open or close? Song starts closed. Yep. And then, right, then we, ke- then we kept moving. We just finished the shot and got the hell out of there. Yeah. Well, that just wasn't our environment. But, right, so somebody's singing that song. And then I was going to say, I didn't say this at dinner. Here's the other thing I wanted to say, too. Karaoke is that, like, I, I'm fine with going with people, but never can you go to a karaoke bar and sit there and people leave you alone about it. Right. Like, I don't want to sing karaoke. Like, I don't want to do it. Like, I don't sing. But, Ted, we'll do a duet. It'll be funny, man. We'll do, like, you know, B-52's Love Shack. Come on, Ted. Yeah, and they never let it go. The only time I've ever done it, and this will probably tie into our next conversation after we're done talking about karaoke, is the only time I've ever done it is because I wanted to get laid, and the girl wanted me to do karaoke with her, so we did Danzig's mother. Yeah. Well, and I've done it, too, but, I mean, I'm wasted, wasted. Right. And, like, right. Like, I did karaoke? Oh, man, that's crazy. (laughs) That was a bad night. Yeah, and me and Steve are both in the new originals, which is just a cover band, and I'm fine doing that, but karaoke, just I just hate it. And then that person, it's always, it's either your buddy or your buddy's girlfriend right. or the chick, you know, just, come on, we gotta sit, you gotta sit. I was like, look, look, 
I don't mind sitting here, but I do not want to sing karaoke. Do you have that friend that will sometimes like, come on, we're doing it, we're doing it, and they're writing your name down on that little piece of paper with the song, and I'm like, you put that up there, it's got to get awkward, because like, I'm not going up. Like, just stop. Yeah, I put them right on par with the person you're at at a festival that keeps going, are you feeling it? I'm feeling it. Are you feeling it? I'm feeling it. Right. I'm so effed up. Shut up, dude. Right? Like, I don't want to sing karaoke. I don't know if I'm feeling it because you're annoying the crap out of me. And now I might be feeling it, but now I'm second guessing myself. The main thing I'm feeling is anger. (laughs) Right? That guy is the worst. Turn around and piss off. Yeah. (laughs) So this is a public service announcement. (laughs) If you're going to do karaoke, make sure it's a song that everybody loves. Everybody's going to sing along to. That way we don't have to pay attention to your bad singing voice. Like, whether it be Neil Diamond or whether it be Bon Jovi, I don't Kendrick care. Kendrick Lamar. Sure. I mean, you never know. And if you're going to do a slow song, make it a fun sing-along slow song, like Friends in Low Places or something That's like fine. that. Yeah, it's you know a sing-along. I mean? Yeah, Country Roads. Don't do In the Eyes of an Angel or My yeah. Heart Will... Wind beneath my wings. You know what? That's what we should do. We should go, I'll get drunk, and then I'll go up there and sing like that. That I'll do. Yeah. Yeah. What if we just like dom- like just kept putting in suggestions and it's like eyes of an and the arms of an angel or whatever it is, uh wind beneath my wings, you two's one. I don't know how that song goes. You keep mentioning it. One love. Oh, yeah. We got to get it. I don't even know the lyrics. I just know they're obnoxious. (laughs) That's my version of it. You'd be great at craniums, humdinger. (laughs) Steve, invite me over for a game night. We don't have game nights, but we'll make one for you. Yeah, that's one thing that sucks about the world of the single guy. Well, that Let's and the lack it. of sex. But, uh, yeah, like you, game nights, it's like you people, you know, you, it doesn't happen. You can have sex with yourself. You can't play games by yourself. No. Right. I mean, maybe chess if you're practicing, but most, you, you're not going to sit at home and play cards against yourself. <laughs> Somebody play. We got to create that game. And it's like just different cards of things you could do just by yourself. <laughs> and it's, that's the game. You pull a card, like, I won't do that. All right. You fork over $50 to yourself. Right? Pull up the next card. Go grab a grapefruit and relax. See, I say, that's, if I made this deck, it would have like three separate things. It'd be like, shower, masturbate, chug some water. <laughs> Smoke weed. Smoke weed, right? Maybe every once in a while it'd be like, chug a beer. Like, oh, thank God. And there's one card in that card, like that deck of 200. Order a pizza. Oh, that'd be awesome. And that's like, yeah, that's Mecca. You should put in. We Why should don't put we in, make this game? We man. should put in some evil ones too. Like, yeah. call your ex. <laughs> <laughs> right? Tell your neighbor what you really think. Take through your closet. Find that one pill of Molly. Take it. <laughs> yeah, man, that that game could be crazy, dude. I honestly think if we were able to figure this out, it could be sold at like. Urban Outfitters or Spencer Gifts. Spencer's for sure. Spencer's for sure. Like some, you're right. Call an X. <laughs> There's got to be at least four of those. Imagine, cars. imagine you've been on just a streak of like three, you know, two showers, two shots, and you chugged a beer, and then you get call your X. Oh, and record it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like just like a website where everyone uploads their effed up. That that one card. Right. And what's even better is that when she goes, why did you call me? You get to say, well, I'm playing this game against myself and it's a dare. Yeah. And I'm wasted. <laughs> and I'm wasted. By yourself? Yeah. yeah. I'm doing great. 
And you're the third person I tried first to answer. Right? You're down the list. Because that's part of the rule. She has to answer. Right. I tried Shelly. She didn't yeah. answer. Just be happy I didn't pull the send a D pick to my ex. Oh, send a D pick. That's a great call. Flaccid one. <laughs> and have it say, this is, this is the effect you have on me now. We have to make this game, Ted. But uh, you'd have to have, I don't know who would actually play it. Nobody, but it would be a, like if you're hanging out at a party and you pulled this game, I'd be like, look, guys, let's play this. Like you would play it with your friends. Send her a picture of you flaccid and say, this is is what you, would you say? This is the effect that you have on me now. (laughs) Dude, this would actually go over great with parties. You have like Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. Like if it's just a bunch of like... Like, we would do something like that if we were hanging out with just our homies. Like, at the Classic, at the yeah. end of the night, you pull this game out. I we should know. call it uh, Happy Times, Sad Times. <laughs> Dare yourself to play. <laughs> oh, man. We got we to gotta make this happen. We need a game developer. Anybody know uh, Milton Bradley? I'm I thinking, too, man. If there's truth or dares in there, someone should be like, like... Like the bad stuff, call your ex, but it should also be like, call that girl from your job, tell her what you think, what you oh really think. God, sound off. Yeah. yeah. It's like, tell her you'd like her. <laughs> tell her you'd like her if she'd stop being a bitch and micromanaging you all day. <laughs> Even if she doesn't, you have to say that. Right. She'll be like, I'm your fellow cook. <laughs> I'm taking control now. Yeah. I'm the boss now, and this is why. And then if we make an interactive element on the internet, where there is a website where you upload these videos, that's like a whole other world, man. People sharing and commenting. like It's almost like a social network for the people who had the balls to play this game. And that's what it's called. The social network for the people who had the balls to play this game. Dot com. There's got to be an acronym we can come up with. You're going to have to bookmark it. Otherwise, it's just going to be a giant. People with the balls to play this game. Dot com. (laughs) Dot com. I think it should totally be a dot org. (laughs) Dot gov. Dude, we got to make this game. I I don't know, man. Tweet at us. Let us know if you want to sit around. Buy this game if we made it. Yeah, I just want to sit around and come up with more ideas for this game. We kickstart this. Typically, I'm not about the Kickstarter, but this might be the one. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys could peek, uh, get a peek inside of our uh, brainstorming session. Try not and steal it because it's already been time stamped on this podcast, and we'll sue you. Who cares if you listen to our podcast? We're going to sue you for all your worth. It's called a creative process. And send you a flaccid picture of our dong. Mm-hmm. And even if you say you just like it, maybe we'll still send you that flaccid picture. <laughs> Depends on the eat part of the night that you're texting us. Actually, that's false. We won't send you that picture. We'll Snapchat it at you. Yes. <laughs> false. I'm Steve Miggs. I should get a Snapchat. Snapchat. You should, man. Yeah. You'd have a lot of fun with it. All it, right. It's so stupid. It's so much fun. It's not just for dong pics. Snapchat. Snapchat. It's not right. just for dong pics. That should be their new marketing. Man, we're the idea guys tonight, man. I know, I know, I know. We're telling you guys how to live life when it comes to karaoke. You're not littering. Yep, you're not littering. You're going back to last week's episode and possibly having sex with a citrus fruit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you're doing great. <laughs> we're going to keep it going. We're going to tell you why we don't like it when women talk. <laughs> when we get back on the Megacast.
I don't want to fight. I would rather... Yeah, I said it. The mega cast will be back. How would you feel if you were suspended from the game that you love? That hell is now a reality for New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady. Tom is losing over $2 million next year and is being forced to live on only $6 million for just $0.12 cents a day. You can help buy Tom's high-end hair products, his Uggs, help pay his Audi payments, and support the necessary spa days with Coach Belichick. Help ease Tom Brady's suffering of hanging out with his supermodel wife in their multi-million dollar mansion. Pledge now and help Tom Brady survive because a jawline like that should never have to suffer. Uh-oh, uh, all I need is money weed and all my women in doubles. I'm at the double tree. I guess I don't. Are you mad? Well, listen to the mega cast and cheer the up. The mega cast is back. I respect that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's Vic Mensa. I don't even know who the hell that guy is, but I like that song. Yeah, man. That was badass. <laughs> Chill out, people. All right, now we're uh, official millionaires uh, during the break. We already sold our, uh, our, our venture to mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Amazon. It's going to be a huge hit. We're like Silicon Valley, only different. <laughs> We're bigger than uh, Pied Piper. Hell yeah. I love that show, man. I love that show. Have you been watching this season? I've watched a couple episodes this season. I haven't watched it all, but earlier I was going to drop a reference about that. Uh, oh, we were talking about Snapchat. It's not just for dongs. I'm be like, you know what? I'll bro you later. <laughs> bro, that's right. <laughs> I love the dude that's kind of like the big Lebowski character on that show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name. I know him. I love him. He's a great comedian. He's, he's, he's perfect for that role. T.J. Miller. Yeah. He said something in the last episode. I, my brain's fried. I'm sorry. I don't remember it, but it was like an epic line. Like I almost was like, I got to just quote that on Twitter. And I'm like, I don't know how many people are really following this show. And it just might just seem like a really random thing to just throw out there. Silicon Valley is a great show. Funny, we're talking about we hate technology. We're talking about Silicon Valley. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes they do talk a little techie, and I'm like, I don't get that joke. Yeah, That's I don't over either. my head. And then I got to deal with, I have my wife next to me who also doesn't get it, but then asks me, what does it mean? And I'm like, well, now I'm just going to have to, I, I look, I go, I don't know. I'm just not very bright. I don't understand it. Oh, Sorry. I, I got to Google hashtags all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you don't, I don't want to just hop into a hashtag and not know what it's about. <laughs> Dude, I, you're right, because there have been some businesses that have l- latched onto a hashtag and then realized, oh, this is actually not a good hashtag, and now we look like we're in support of something pretty like, Yeah, DiGiorno. Crummy. Was that what it was? It was the, when uh, the Ray Rice incident happened. Right, women were hashtagging, I stayed because, That's about right. domestic violence. And DiGiorno, and look, it's some kid, the social media person, he right. doesn't know, but he fires off, I went back because they had pizza. Hashtag, I stayed because. <laughs> yeah, I stayed because, he, you know, they had pizza, and it's like, 
dude. Oh, man. Yeah, read right. what that hashtag is before you just hop in there. It's like that one, the Houston Rockets PR guy that got fired because- How's he put the little gun? I thought that one was harmless. You, you know, know what I mean? The, the simple rule I think I learned from that is I just, I just don't mess with emojis, man. Yeah. I don't mess with them. I feel like the emoji is a good one. And I don't use it, but like it would be a good one for if you're like being uber or super uh, sarcastic, and you just want to make it clear that like a winky face will, you know, sure. Say, Look, I'm kidding, but yeah, I don't go crazy with like. Here's I guess the one that gets to me sometimes. I have buddies that'll be like, like, yeah, we're, we're you know, hey, we're, let's meet here, let's meet there, and it's like awesome, and it's a bunch of beers and like people smiling. It's like, yeah, man, we're gonna go drink beers and smile. Yeah, like, one, yeah. like, why did you have to put this out in little characters as if we're children? Like you're gonna show up with like a whiteboard at the bar and just draw things. Like, right, we're having a great s- time, and you know, there's a, there'll be like little fireworks that you drew. <laughs> right, like, what did you think? Like, obviously, we're gonna go have fun and drink beers. I know this, man. You didn't need to illustrate it for me. Yeah. Thanks, Doctor Seuss. Yeah, just because you can do things, people, doesn't mean you should. Now, on the flip side, I do use those all the time with my wife. Well, of course, it's it's just it's something. Texting women is completely different. It's. It is, because there are times where you're just like, I don't really have anything to say, but a, 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 a happy face with hearts in its eyes is perfect right now. At least shows I'm acknowledging, and I love her, but I don't need to engage in like a long novel. Right, and whether it's your girlfriend, your boyfriend, hetero, homosexual, the point is, when you're with somebody, mm. you're going to say things to them that's obviously different than your normal everyday person, because yep. you're close with that person, you're intimate, you can let them say, but like... Like, I might text Steve and say, hey, Steve, I had an S day today. Like, it really sucks. Looking forward to Saturday. I'm not going to text Steve and go, you know what? A caller said something today. It really hurt my feelings. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. You just, it's different. So, obviously, you'll use emojis. You'll say things to her or him that you wouldn't say to. And on the flip side, I wouldn't reply to you and go, aw, sorry, hon, that's poopy, and then put the poop emoticon. Right. Although now I think I might from now on. I know. On. Now you're going to send me a bunch of emoticons, aren't <laughs> I'm you? I'm going to emoticon you up, though. Yeah, you know, know where. I know. Rhymes with smash. <laughs> I want to talk about this. That'll be a schmazing. <laughs> I want to talk about this rhymes with schmaporter. I'm sure you've heard about it because you're a big soccer fan. Most people probably have heard about it. Maybe you haven't, but there's been this, uh, there's this video that's out there where this reporter just calls out a bunch of soccer fans in Toronto. Yep, TFC fans, Toronto FC fans. Man, and it's all because of that trend on where people would try. It's like the it's like this generation's Baba Booey in a sense. You remember back in the day, Howard Stern yeah. fans would always try and get on a reporter or on a newscast, and at some point work in the phrase Baba Booey as a way to kind of get like, "Hey, we got you. You just got punked." Well, now the new thing is the F her in the P. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, that's crazy, and got a little bit of a giggle. And then I heard that, that the very first one was just a, it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a prank. It wasn't real. Oh, really? That's what I heard. The I don't guy know in the, the hood and the sunglasses? From what I heard, that was just a completely fabricated that act makes out sense. piece. Well, then, of course, people picked up on it, and then the legitimate ones would happen with live reports where somebody out of the blue would just go, hey, tell us about the riots outside in Seattle. Oh, blah, 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 and I blah, 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 you know, and then yeah. it's like, okay, we got you. Well, somebody tried to do it to this reporter in Toronto. Uh, she was, I, I guess- They do ha- it. Yeah, they do. Have you You're seen right. it? Yes. All right, right. So they do it, and then she turns to his friends and kind of confronts them. And man, I got to say, I haven't even seen what this girl looks like, but it's almost like Angel the Grapefruit Girl. The more I hear this audio, the more I fall in love with this woman. Yeah. Because she just is like, I'm going to stop it down and be real with these kids for a minute and make them look like idiots. 
And oh, and they're not kids. No, you're right. I saw. I did see the video of one of the guys, and he's a grown man. Yeah. The one guy lost a, lost his job. He was getting paid $100,000 a year. What? Yeah. No. Unfortunately, it was the idiot in the Arsenal jersey. Well, there you go. Those are your people, Ted. Yeah, Gooner's a Gooner, right? <laughs> well, here's the audio. <laughs> Ted, as you know, whenever you want me to just hit pause, I'll, I'm here for you. 2-1 is better than... Hey, hey, hey. So that right there is... That long bleep, I don't think I need to spell it out. That's right, the so moment. she's interviewing one guy, and then this guy leans over, yells that into the mic, and then it's right as she goes, hey, 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 she kind of turns to his friends. And it's just like, okay, yeah. now I'm about to lay, lay down the law. Hold on, hold on. Were you guys waiting around to see if you could effer in the pee-me live on TV? Yes. Is that what you were waiting? Not you, but yes. <laughs> you were? Seriously? Yes. Can I ask why you would want to do something like that? Uh, I feel like it's Jeez, quite substantial. No, seriously. Why? I mean, it's a disgusting thing to say. It's degrading to women. And but you would humiliate. going to do it. You would humiliate me on live television. Not you. Are you actually filming this? Well, because you know what? I'm yeah, sick yeah. of this. I get this every single day. I just love how she's like. I'm just done. I've had yeah, it. Yeah, and I didn't really think about it until she says it. By the way, the guy that says it's substantial, like he's a drunk idiot. You can right. tell he's a douchebag at his work. Oh yeah. And he's just using a big word because he thinks it'll be funny. Like I'm gonna get this over on her. I'm gonna seem so articulate right and my douchebaggy comment right and look i get it you're drunk at a game the guy does it she calls you out at that point you just look at your buddy and be like all right you know what you're right we're sorry we'll right. leave so she deals with this idiot and then the other guys don't help no 10 times a day by rude guys like i'm you. sick of it I don't care what Treat. you say. Well, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with uh, when, uh, when you talk into my microphone and say that into my camera to viewers at the station I work at, it is disrespectful and degrading I don't to care. Me. It's Okay, why is it so funny, though? Why is it so it funny? It is hilarious. Why? We're not the only people. It happened in England. You know that it's it, old. It's, it's really not funny. It's been like a year. It's been longer than You're that. lucky there's not a vibrator in the air, like in England, because it happened all the time. It's amazing I respect it if your mom that saw you talk, oh, like my mom would die laughing eventually yeah that's the guy that lost his hundred thousand dollars you know, I don't job. feel bad for that guy one bit if, no. I, if I'm a boss I'm like I don't want this dip ass working with me yeah and like I mean I get the side of the guys being drunk and thinking it'd be funny but then when she spells it out she's right like how's that it's everybody does it it's not that funny anymore James Winston got suspended for it like it's kind of yeah I, right, he did do it, didn't he? Yeah, he, he stood up in the lunchroom and screamed it and got suspended for it. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Just when you forget like the dumb things that guy's done. Yeah, and that thing too is like, I don't know, to me it's just, like when she said that, I was like, yeah, she's right, man, that joke's kind of over. It's kind of done, just let it go. I, I never even thought that they probably do have to, like any pre-recorded interview they do, like she said, I don't know if it's an exaggeration, it probably is, that she gets it 10 times every time she goes out and does a, a report. Right. But even if it's once... That's got to get annoying. Yeah. And then you get these nimrods that are just like, it's funny. Yeah, a year ago, it made people chuckle because it was shocking. It's not funny anymore, you dip ass. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, is like, you just got to evolve, man. You got to move with the times. Right. And, I, and, and like, that's such a piss-ant excuse. Now well, it's what happens in England, you're lucky there's not an effing vibrator in your ear. Like, what would, what would that prove? Like, oh, you got a vibrator. Big deal. I own yeah. a vibrator. You know, I mean, like, you do yeah, nice, yeah, now, man. Do you, you reuse it on women? Well, yeah, I, I oh. know. <laughs> not, you know, I didn't think we needed to establish who you were using it oh, on. You asked me. I'm like, <laughs> no, I didn't, because I've had this conversation with people before where somebody had something and then 
the relationship ended and they threw it away. And I'm like, well, why'd you throw it away? And they're like, well, because I, you know, it was almost like it was exclusive to that woman. I'm like, I mean, you don't, Steve, you don't throw your dong away. You're preaching to the choir here. Okay. I right. would have liked to kept the ones I've had, but no, this is my third one because I've had to throw others away. Okay. This one's in the box. It's I, waiting. I still have some in the office. You know, we get those packages from Lover's Package. Yeah, that's where I, <laughs> that's mostly where I get them. I've got a few still lying around if you ever need another one. Yeah, I had that conversation. A girl was like, well, you can't use that now. Like, didn't you use it on somebody else? Like, yeah, I cleaned it. Right. Like, what's the difference? But you're, yeah, you got, you got to throw it away, Steve. Yeah, I didn't realize that this is a brand new dong. With each new relationship. Yeah, man. Dildo world's crazy. <laughs> this struggle is real. Yeah, man. It's funny we're talking about reporters just kind of turning on the public when the public is deservingly being, you know, deserves to have a tongue lashing from a reporter. I don't know if you heard this. I, I, I think I put it on, uh, on the MIGS cast, so I don't think you heard it, but um, David Rose, the reporter for Q13. Did we play that audio last week? No. During the riots... And I was watching it. It was like on Friday night. I'm watching the riots. And David Rhodes is trying to, you know, him and I think it was Brandy Cruz from Q13. They were both trying to do reports, but they were constantly dealing with people cursing in their face. You know, the anarchists, the rioters, where they were like, I can't, I, I got to send it back to you guys because they're just chanting the F word into our microphones. Then they were knocking the video cameras, cameras. I'm like, okay, that's, you know, you might be... Maybe in some eyes of some people that's witty and funny that you just keep cursing in the microphone, but you don't need to touch the person. Uh, and so David finally just has it on that, uh, on live TV and just goes off for a second. You yeah. ready for it? Yeah. All right. Be fair, talking to the protesters, trying to get their message across. But we were standing just off to the side over there, and we were just standing there. You know, we weren't saying anything. And one of the protesters came up behind my photographer, grabbed his camera, flipped it off his head, and on the ground, and then took off running like a big coward. So another guy came up and said, well, do you want to hear what we have to say? And I said, absolutely not. Until you go get that guy and bring him over here to apologize to our photographer. We wanted to hear your message until you act so stupid like that and act violent like that. Yeah, sorry, you're not going to like this, but no, I have a completely it. different view. I go to that, that rally and that riot. Uh-huh. Riot. It's not a riot, first of all. It's a protest. I've been every year. I'm not saying anything specifically about David Rose, but mm-hmm. every year there's a certain core of those kids who aren't really out there protesting anything specific. They're just causing trouble. Yeah, oh, the, the, and, and, the, the, and the cops engage them with, with aggressive tactics, and then these news stations run in there. I watched, not, not Q13, but another local station. I watched them last year. There's a group of people, now I'm there too, observing. You, there's no reason to go in there. And they rush in there, and you stick a camera in front of jackasses. You get jackass responses. That's a solid point, man. Yeah. I, I, and then Ted goes off and busts windows of buildings. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, you got what you were looking for. That's mm-hmm. the film you wanted. You didn't want a peaceful pro- uh, protest. Right. Like, you build this huh. every year. It's this massive thing that's happening. I stood up there for an hour and a half, almost two hours. You say that, but in the same sense, I mean, they also, I mean, this is always going to be an argument that people could have about media and the responsibility that they have and whatever it is. But here's a news event, and here's a guy who probably is being told, go down there and cover it, whether or not... I don't know what his intentions are. I mean, you, you could be right, right, especially with what you witnessed with the other news crew. That was their intention. They wanted to have chaos. They wanted that kind of footage. Did they? I did not get that vibe from watching the footage on Q13. I got the vibe that they were just put out there to do cutaways. Like, hey, what's going on over there? Well, right now, this, that, and the other thing are going on. I have a hard time when... And I, I agree that people are out there for the right reasons, they're, and they're protesting. And I have no issues with people who protest. But when when a, a camera or a newswoman is out there and looks terrified 
and you could see the fear in her eyes because of these people that are just being like vultures around her. They're too close, man. Sorry. Like, I stand out there every year. Mm-hmm. The, the only interactions you have with the violent anarchist is when you get too close. Right. There's a way to deal with protests and deal with some of those people. The other thing is, too, is these news stations for a change could spotlight the actual May Day parade that's about workers' rights and immigrate and a lot right. of immigration that's stuff. That's like a 30-second reel. They show none of that. All they show is that footage. So then every year now, when you go down there, there's going to be more of those idiots looking to star on, on your effing cameras. No, I see what you're saying. You know, it's that's why, like, you know, when people jumped all over me on Twitter, it's like, well, three cops were hurt and this and that. Like, well, have you watched the raw footage? The cop with the bike runs over the kid and then they turn around and get into an altercation with the cops. Hmm. You know, you're talking about the same Friday where six officers in Baltimore were brought up on murder charges. You want to talk to me about a broken window? We're talking about broken spines. There's a lot of tension in the air. Yeah. Not in this room. A little uh, bit, Steve. Nah, I'm, I'm getting worked up. <laughs> That's like, did you see the look I shot you? And you're like, have you heard this? Like, oh, I was there. I know what was I lived it, man. Yeah. I lived it. And I'm not saying the protesters, like those kids, you shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have thrown the camera down on the ground. I'm just saying, like, you know this. Like, you put a camera on people, they act different. And in Seattle, on May Day, the local media, to me, has kind of created this, hey, it's, they highlight it every year, and then no offense to you or anybody else, when people sit at home, they don't live downtown. They're not living the struggle, and, man. And they take shots at it all the time, they have no idea what's going on. It's kind of like, Jesus. Like, well, I don't think it's a matter of people not knowing what's going on, and there are definitely some people that don't know what's going on and just, like sheep, jump on top of a cause and just want to like be like, these kids, these idiots, blah, blah, blah. Right. But there's also people that are watching this and, and may not be there witnessing it, but are seeing what they see, and they, they're trying to have an opinion on it, and their opinion could be, I got no problem with protesters. I do have a problem with anybody that's just trying to cause damage. It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't serve... One doesn't work well with the other, in my opinion. Right. I, I hear what you're saying, but you also have a system right now where everybody comes out, people like me, and will constantly say... These protesters are doing bad. These aren't the, what the real protests are about. Sure. Especially, Sue, you should not confuse the May Day anarchists at all with the Black Lives Matters people. Those are completely different groups. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the, their protests are much more important. Piece. But the, the issue for me, the biggest issue I have right now, I just want to get to, is just that, like, right, I confess up and admit when people on my side are wrong and stuff. At some point, you police officers have to cross that line and turn in the idiots, the people that are doing the bad stuff. But they never do. You saw they, it in Copland, man. Right, Sylvester they always Sloan sit did it. on that blue line or whatever. So it's like, this is what you get. And then when you look at a place like Baltimore that has an actual ride and violence breaks out, then what do you get? You finally get some goddamn action. So at that point, People are going to start looking and going, huh, maybe we got to break something to get a little attention here. I, no, I see what you're saying, man. I see what you're I, saying. Sorry, I, actually, I don't no, mean you no, worked I, up. I, no, I mean, it's, it's good to talk about these kind of things because I don't think uh, people do and don't do it in a respectful manner. Um, I see what you're saying. I have a hard time digesting that because, and, I mean, and, and granted, these are apples to oranges, but I mean, sure. you put it in, it, when you try and connect it to something that maybe is a little bit closer to somebody and not on a worldwide scale and on a, on a much more passionate level, but maybe on an internal level, if you're in a relationship and, and somebody's not being the right way and then the other person decides to throw a dish at them to get their attention, it doesn't mean, and, and maybe it does get their attention, that still doesn't make throwing the dish right. No, but if you've been beating on that woman for years... <laughs> she's going to throw a dish. Right. That's what I mean, that's the biggest issue right now why this environment is so hot. Is we're talking about people dying not just at the hands of the law but dying in custody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, they broke that kid's spine. 
No, it's awful. You know? And I've been in a paddy wagon in Baltimore. I was a complete a-hole about it and made them pull over and buckle me in. <laughs> like, I've been to that jail. People in Baltimore have been bitching about the cops for years, you know? Yeah. So No, and you're right about the whole good cops have to turn in bad cops. Yeah. There, standing... There's got to come a point where we have to do that. Yeah. You could keep saying, uh, you, keep, you could bring in a million new police commissioners and they're all going to say the same thing. My job is to clean up the, the clean up our police force, whatever, insert city here. But until the guys that are on the front line with each other, the ones that witness it, stop covering up the bad ones, it's always going to be that way. Yeah. Like, I, you know, David Rose is a huge proponent of the police. Yeah. But they don't, I don't see the stories about the bad ones. I don't see the stories about the cop, the Seattle cops at Sturgis firing weapons in a bar when they're drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't see those stories, do you? No, you're right. They get swept under. What about that idiot cop that, 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 that pepper sprayed the teacher? Back in January. Right. You know what I mean? Why don't we plaster her on the front news and go, all right, this is a bad one. We got rid of her. But they don't do it. Because there's a fear. There's, an, yeah. a, there's a giant fear when it comes to like certain people in the media, news media. It's funny when we talk about this. It's no different like when we no, talk about sports. we're members of the media, right. I say that all the time. I know, and, but it's like, I mean, don't, don't you feel like, a, like no different than bitching about how the media treats athletes or however it may be? I feel like we're, in a di- we're not that media. We're an entertainment-based media, so we're not really the ones that are going out and covering these things. So yeah. when you have news reporters that are f- probably, in their own world, afraid to, I don't know if they are or aren't, this is my speculation, afraid to spotlight that type of law enforcement, it's probably because they're afraid that then when the time comes that they need protection, the protection won't be there. Right. And it's bad for everybody on both sides. Like, I know that, like, I sat out there at the protest. I watched, I watched this one cop drop his water bottle like three or four times. Mm-hmm. He's scared. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a it's a hostile environment, mm-hmm. and those and those and I you know I I BS with a couple of the cops and started talking to them. You know what I mean? Like, and you know the, the, there's the, the good cops out there in the back of their head. Like anything I do that is slightly like because of nerves, because of fear, could turn into something way worse than what he meant it to be. Right, hundred percent. But I'm saying like I know those cops are there too. It's not you know the rank and file. Nobody has an issue with specific cops. Or, you know, cop, you know, like I, I'm not against all cops. I'm just saying, like, some of them, I know they want to speak up and go, yeah, that guy's a racist idiot. We need to mm-hmm. get him out. Right. You know, like, just that's what I'm saying. Like, eventually, and the problem is, is the union, and I love unions, but that police union is a goddamn lobbyist now. That is not a union anymore. Right. So I, I'm afraid that if any cop speaks out, they're going to get hammered. And then you're a bad cop. You, they're going to put you on you're a desk job. And then, yep. right, mm-hmm. you're out. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, you can't get back on the force. Yeah. No, you're right, man. And that could be watching too much NYPD Blue. But. Or Gotham. <laughs> that's kind of the plot, at least in the early episodes of Gotham. That's kind of what the movies, the television show's about. It's not really about Batman. It's about a corrupt police system, and you got one good guy that's trying to make a difference, and nobody wants to be associated with him. Yeah. And don't even get me started on some of the superheroes. <laughs> we'll save that for another day. Yeah. All right. Let's I tri- like that you protect people. Stop rallying people up, man, at a protest. Like, oh, what, we're talking about the real life superheroes, yeah. quote unquote. What the, what the hell do you got? Like, nah, it's none of your I, business, man. That we could go on forever about. That. I think that's you know we might not see a hundred percent. I don't think we don't. We're not disagreeing, but I don't think we have the same end result. What we want, it's just that we have different opinions on the methods that maybe it needs to go to get there. Yeah, with superheroes, I think we're a hundred percent on the same side, man. <laughs> I don't get it. This is not make-believe world. There comes a point in life. I wanted to be Aquaman when I was eight years old. And Phoenix Jones can fight. I've watched the man fight in person. Like I'm not questioning his fighting ability. Yeah, like that guy's a stud, but like, I don't know. It wasn't him, but I just watched a couple of them, and they're just sitting there trying to start stuff. Right. You know? 
there comes a point in your life you got to realize this is not real life. Yeah. You know, and, and now you're trying to pretend to be this fictional character. Well, the harm is not fictional. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you're, you're putting not only yourself in harm's way, but you're putting others in harm's way because, like you said, they're trying to stir the pot. Yeah, 100%. All right, Ted. This has been an interesting uh, podcast we got. Yeah, serious? I'm not sure I want to see the emails on this one. <laughs> Dude, I hope people realize we all have different opinions. Nobody's, yeah. At the end of the day, nobody's trying to... We all just want to see this world be a better place, man. Okay. It said on Twitter, he goes, I hope they mace you. That's their job. Thanks. You're helping the situation. That's why whenever any serious stuff goes on, I try and stay away from social media. Yeah. There's a lot of ignorance, and and honestly, I, that's why I, I wouldn't comment on some stuff, because I'm probably just, I'm ignorant too, whether it be people would agree or disagree with me, I might be coming from a place of ignorance too, because I don't know. Uh, so i just not getting in that world. Yeah. Especially on a public forum. <laughs> there we go. All right. Ted, we got to get out of here. <laughs> on a special episode of the Megacast. <laughs> the boys figure out a million dollar game idea that they'll probably do nothing with. We tell people what we, we get judgmental on karaoke singers and litterers. And then we get hardcore when it comes to riots and protesters. Is there a difference? That got serious at the end. It did. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, it's all your fault, man. It is. Now I run the game, got the whole world talking. King coaching, everybody wants to get Let's get, get Ted and get funky. All right, Ted, it has been fun. Now I run the game, got the whole world talking. King coaching, everybody wants to cut the legs off. They want the funk, Steve. When we said four, did he say four with us? Huh? I don't know. What the hell did he say right there? Here, right. Oh. He sounds like he's saying four, four. <laughs> Trippy, man. Trippy. All right. Another edition of the Megacast is done. It's always a lot of fun hanging out with you, D-Ted Smith. Yeah, man. All hopped up. We're ready to rage! <laughs> Come find us on Broadway! We're turning cars over! And yelling at reporters! <laughs> we'll be back next week. I think we're doing a Monday one. We'll Are we see. doing Monday? I think so. Alright, alright, Monday. At least until further notice. A little subdued oh, Monday. There was a the part I wanted to hear again. Hold on one second. Sorry. <laughs> I like this part. This is the most gangster part by whoever this guy is that's singing with the We Want the Funk. If I'm going to give you the funk, you're, you're going to take, take it. it. She goes, we want the funk. <laughs>